You're listening to The Range, Gardner Web University streaming and on-demand radio programming. My name is Jeff in the studio with a big sports fan, Matthew Tesnier. Welcome. Thanks, Jeff. You know, we're sitting here on a Thursday as we record this and just around the corner almost I can't say literally because I don't mean literally around a corner. I mean just just ahead, just a few days from now. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a few corners between here and Houston where the Super Bowl is going to be played, but so, so time-wise. we got to talk about yeah, the Super Bowl. We have to. We have to. There's, there's just so much that goes into the Super Bowl, and, and it's one of those events that transcends sports fandom. It's almost a national holiday. It, it pretty much is that, and then uh, I believe the day after that Monday is the National Sick Day. Um, <laughs> I, I, I understand that that is that makes sense. I one of the that. days that people take just, off. Quite often, lots of absenteeism at work the following day. They go to they go to the Super Bowl party and uh, stay up too late. Stay up too late. Uh, maybe have a little bit too much merriment uh, in a variety of ways, and that can also mean food. Um, that would that would be my problem and yeah, vice exactly. is the food. Yeah. Um, or maybe the outcome is not what they wanted, and they're just depressed that next day, and it's a mental health kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's it's a national event uh, for several days there, including on the day of, and of course, you know that has spilled over into uh, churches and other organizations over the years that do the Super Bowl S O U P um, kind of fundraisers to and, and things like that to benefit the the homeless, the needy, the hungry, those mm-hmm. kind of things. And We're just so, coming to together uh, as a as a as a group and viewing it collectively as a Super Bowl party a viewing party just for fellowship yeah exactly um, of course this year we've got uh, that matchup we talked about it just a little bit we've teased it on previous big sports fans we've got uh, the Patriots the seasoned team that everybody's familiar with uh, nationally as well even though they're a Northeast entity I think the Patriots have a national fan base and a national we don't like them base um, anti fan base maybe we would call that. Uh, opponent, opponent base, opposing base. I don't yeah. know. I'm reaching now. I think there's a group of people who like football who <laughs> want to pull for somebody other than the Patriots. Yes. Yeah, and those folks will cheer for the Falcons this weekend. Yes. And um, you know, the Falcons are, are very much not a new franchise, but but still new on the Super Bowl front. We haven't got to say Falcons in the Super Bowl, but one other time in in history. A um, couple of interesting uh, sports related athletic notes kind of to watch for. Uh, maybe we can share a few fun facts that, that folks might be able to kind of keep in their minds uh, going into Sunday and, and the uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, and we'll start with sports, and then we'll kind of go into some other pieces of the entertainment as well. Um, talking about the Patriots and the Falcons, the Falcons are the highest-scoring points-wise team, I believe, this year in the NFL uh, in the regular season. Uh, and they've continued to score points in the playoffs. They certainly gave the Packers, who were very much on a roll, a difficult time uh, two weeks ago, um, and, and I think you know the Falcons benefited certainly from getting a uh, one or two seed, and they were the two seed um, that allowed them to have a home game once the number one seed Cowboys fell uh, to the Packers. That allowed the Falcons to host that that NFC Championship game. Sure was better probably for them to play that in Atlanta indoors than going up to Green Bay, Wisconsin in January yeah, and having probably. to play there. So a lot of times I think throughout history in the NFL we see that. Home field advantage plays a huge role in where you have to go play and the conditions that, and, and, that you And, you know, see. weather still matters because a lot of the stadiums are still outdoors. Yes, some of them are covered. Uh, you know, I'm old school. I like I like it when they play outside. I like it too. Don't care what the weather is. You're supposed to play. That's not the trend in Super Bowls, you know. No, you don't see many Super Bowls outdoors now. No, they Maybe in have Florida them. or California. 
Warm weather sites and, and indoor sites are the ones that seem to get chosen now. Yeah, yeah. So the Falcons, you know, have benefited from that some of that home field advantage literally and being able to play indoors. I think that's been friendly for their passing game. Um, they've got a guy who, if you don't know him, if you're not a football fan, probably get to know him before Sunday, Julio Jones. Uh, outstanding wide receiver. He, I believe, had a game where he had more than 300 yards receiving on the Panthers earlier this year wow. um, and a few touchdowns. Um, a guy who comes out of Alabama, uh, a, a football powerhouse in college, uh, so he was ready to play when he came in. And uh, Matt Ryan throwing in the ball, that's a good combination so number one scoring team uh, the the Patriots are actually I believe right behind them at number two um, so they're both big time big time scoring um, but the Patriots on the defensive side have allowed they allowed the fewest points I believe in the regular season and so you know number one offense and number one defense kind of going up against each other there Falcons defense hasn't been too shabby either so I think both sides of the ball offense and defense will have a lot to watch it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out one note about these two teams um, meeting in in the Super Bowl and the Patriots' uh, results in recent years is that it's very interesting. The Patriots have won four Super Bowls in the Brady-Belichick era, and they've lost two. All of the results, whether win or lose, have been by three or four points. Yes. And so I believe they've won their four Super Bowls uh, the f- by 13 total points. Mm-hmm. I think they won by three, 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 and four. Wow. Um, and then they lost by, I believe, three and four points. And so you're talking about six Super Bowls and a point margin of yeah. 20 total in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so history stands to reason that it would be really, really close. Um, Madden, uh, a football video game produced by EA Sports, has uh, put out kind of a Super Bowl prediction uh, each year. You know, they'll they'll play the game between the two Super Bowl teams with up-to-date rosters and everything like that and try to forecast, here's what's going to happen. Well, their prediction, which actually just came out yesterday, uh, is 27-24 Patriots. And it I'm going to follow that. I'm going to see how close they get. And I'll let that just be the prediction. I'm not going to make one. As I've said before, I'm a huge sports fan. I am a terrible prognosticator when it comes to final scores and outcomes. Um, I know what to watch for in the game. I, somehow that doesn't translate for me. Um, but I believe their their little short video clip that they released on social media had the Falcons leading 24-20 to 20, uh, and giving the ball back to Tom Brady. And the announcer is saying, one thing you don't want to do is give the ball back to Tom Brady with a little bit of time left in the Super Bowl and of course he drives the field and they score and they win 27 to 24 Mm -hmm. that's Madden's prediction so it'll be interesting to see what that does I don't really have um I I haven't really checked to see how their predictions each year stack up if they're a good indicator or not you know there was a a period of several years where the Super Bowl was always a blowout yeah yeah there was basically over by halftime there were and the game was over but as you've just pointed out very well the, the last several years have been close there have been a lot of close Super Bowls. Um, there, there were a couple there in the uh, the first decade of the 2000s that were certainly blowouts. Um, I feel like the uh, Buccaneers beat the Raiders pretty bad back in 0203. Um, and I know uh, Peyton Manning's middle Super Bowl trip. Uh, he won with the Colts in his in his first attempt against the Bears, and of course he won with the Broncos over the Panthers last year. But in the second of his three trips, uh, they lost by a couple of touchdowns to the Saints. And so there were definitely Definitely some not so close games there, or games that were kind of close and the score didn't look 
as good as you would think it would be. Um, so the Patriots have played very close Super Bowls. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how those offenses and defenses match up. And um, the the other interesting note is that um, I believe the over under point total for this weekend's game um, for total is I believe at fifty eight point five. And so that is I think the highest ever point total. Uh, expectation uh, over under uh, predictor in Super Bowl history and we're talking about Super Bowl 51 here Um, and so that I think probably is due to the fact that these teams have scored a lot this year they're not necessarily the shut you down nine to three Mm -hmm. kind of score Uh, you know some old school football and just kicking field goals Um, one kind of uh, other thought on the location we mentioned Houston, uh, not necessarily being right around the corner from Bowling Springs in North Carolina at the beginning of our podcast. The last time the Super Bowl was in Houston, the Patriots were there. They won thirty-two to twenty-nine over the Carolina Panthers. Ah. Um, and so that's certainly in my mind. I was a college freshman here at Gardner Webb when that was happening. I remember watching in my dorm room uh, with my roommate. And uh, he was a Giants fan, so he wasn't. He didn't really have a, a stake in the fight, um, but he was so disappointed as well. And that was a tough one to watch. So it'll be curious. It'll be interesting to see. Do the Patriots play another close one in Houston? Um, I think the Super Bowl's been in Houston twice, but this is the, uh, before. But this is the second time at that stadium. Oh, I see. Finally, uh, on the athletic note, a couple of never in the Super Bowls maybe to watch for. And I always find these interesting for, for major games. Never in the Super Bowl, never had a shutout. And I don't think we'll see one this year. No. I don't expect one of these teams not to score. Um, they're not – I would think a, the prime candidate for uh, being shut out would be a team that completely relies on their defense all year long. But if you can't score, how do you get to the Super Bowl? Maybe that's why we haven't seen a, a shutout before. Never a punt return for a touchdown that's in, in the Super Bowl. There have been, um, I think, uh, there have been every other other return possible, but not a punt return for a touchdown. Never snow in a Super Bowl, which we were just uh, talking about the weather. I don't think Houston's going to have snow this I don't think weekend. Houston's going to have snow, and I don't think that'll be a problem with the building that they have have there um i'm not sure if, if it, uh, the stadium has a retractable roof or not but they're indoors i think most of the time uh, and then never overtime in the super bowl which is very uh-huh. interesting and that's the one that, that i don't see how that could live forever because especially you know the patriots have come down to almost being in overtime so many times their first super bowl win i think was an adam vinatieri field goal to beat the rams and so it was tied right down there to the end same thing with the panthers the panthers got behind they came back i think maybe they even took the lead and they ended up tied, and then, again, Vinatieri with another field goal. So there's so many close games, but never in overtime. Never in overtime. And that's interesting. It would be historic, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would Literally. be historic. Well, um, kind of moving on, thinking about entertainment, a lot of people, they may not watch it for football. They may watch it for the food. Some people watch it for the halftime show, and that's all they care about. And the commercials. I am, Yeah, and the commercials, and we'll talk about those as well. Um, I am the opposite of all of those people. There are so many folks that I've tried to watch a Super Bowl with and I struggle as a fan who want to talk through the whole game. Then they want to get quiet at halftime. I want to watch the game, and then I want to get up at halftime, depending on who the entertainment is. And there have been some some good ones, good ones in my lifetime. But I want to get up and you know stretch, get some more snacks, yeah, yeah, that's something the time like that. To take a break. That's my break time. Um, if I was at the game, it'd probably be different. I'd probably want yeah. to see the musical act at halftime. Yeah. I don't know when I 
would take a break if I was actually at a Super Bowl. I'd want to see the game. <laughs> I'd want to see the halftime. I wouldn't want to miss anything. Yeah. Maybe maybe you could get a box or something like that and have wow. service right there to you. Why not? Yeah. If you're going to the Super if Bowl. If you're going to dream, why not? And unless you won the tickets, uh, which, you pro- which I probably would have to do to go to a Super Bowl somehow, maybe I would have those services anyways. Yeah. But at halftime, uh, we've got Lady Gaga this that's year. That's an interesting what choice. What do you think? I think that's an interesting choice. Um, she's not as polarizing as she used to be. I mean, she's kind of more, she's calmed down some of the more outrageous stunts and things. So it'd be interesting to see what she does with what would probably be her biggest audience ever. Yeah. Um, see if she goes for outrageous or see if she goes for, because she's got a great voice. Yeah. So it could be very good. But one of the things, of course, over the last few years is, that whoever the act is, there's usually some surprise guests. So yeah. we'll be watching for that. Yeah. And, uh, and and we'll see. As a music guy, do you like somebody uh, for a Super Bowl halftime show that is more iconic and of the past, but but coming back kind of for that one night only amazing show uh, for all all to see? Or do you like somebody who's more of a current act? Has there been a trend there that you think, yeah, I, I like sh- that better? I struggle with that because it's, you know, it, was it? Last year, yeah, year before, I, I lose track. But uh, Bruno Mars, I was like, really, Bruno Mars? He blew it away. It yeah, was great. He did. He did. Um, and you know, and I've seen uh, classic rock bands that have come back, maybe together, or you know, maybe they're still performing. But like the Rolling Stones or Tom Petty, and they've done good jobs. So. I don't know. Sometimes those performances for some of those iconic acts, whether it be a solo artist or a band or something like that, it's amazing how that Super Bowl appearance gets branded into history. And mm-hmm. then someday when we talk about them passing away, that's mm-hmm. the footage that we see. Yeah. Yeah. That's some of the the the, um, the icon that we're talking about. And I say that because of Prince, you know, passing yeah. away this, this past mm-hmm. year. He was a Super Bowl halftime mm-hmm. act not that long ago, well past his 80s fame, um, but still out there performing and I have a proposal for next year. All right. I think it would be a great act for halftime at the Super Bowl. Lots of pyrotechnics and all kinds of stuff. They should bring Kiss on. That would be, (laughs) yes. Yeah. And and why not? And why not? (laughs) You know, it is Super Bowl halftime. We'll we'll see what what Lady Gaga does. And if she's over the top, then maybe that doesn't push the envelope too much. (laughs) You know, a lot of people, including me, when. I'm going to be a neutral observer. I don't care who wins. I just want a good game. Yeah. I'd like to see a close score at the I end just so it keeps my attention all the way through. I'm going to be watching the commercials, though the last several years have been disappointed in the commercials. I agree, and that that's a good good move to our to our next topic, and I think maybe our final topic here, talking mm-hmm. about the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. I I have uh, I agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I the last couple of years there there have been better commercials. I think at either during other events or uh, at different times in the year, or just in general mm-hmm. on TV. The the Super Bowl commercial the last couple of years has not. Uh, been up on a pedestal for me to where I think, wow, that's you know, this is the best night for commercials on TV. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm the kind of person who, if I'm not watching something on a streaming service without commercials or something in another format, I often am not a commercial guy. Oh, I can't stand I, commercials except for the Super Bowl. I like to I watch them then or or change the channel. I, I'm a I'm a uh, what is it previous channel button. Um, fiend, you can especially zip when I'm and watching zap your way through them. I like to, yeah, I like to get through them as fast as possible. And the Super Bowls one night when I'm willing to sit there, not mute the TV, not mm-hmm. go somewhere else, and leave it there. And that hasn't really benefited over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand. I always like though one other option. Uh, and for somebody like me who's more intent on watching. 
watching the game. A lot of times, some of the Super Bowl commercials are released in advance. You can you can go online and watch and them. I don't care for that. And it, I know a lot of people don't. Sometimes I do go do that though, mm-hmm. so that I'm not too wrapped up in a commercial, and then I get to talking about it with somebody else that I'm watching the game with, and then the game's back on, and I forget, <laughs> and I lose something. And I see, and then that's about the time that they're going to score a touchdown or something, right. and I'm going to miss it, right. and then I'm mad at myself because I'm talking about a commercial. Right. And as a sports fan, I have a hard time with that. But I understand car commercials are going to be a big thing this year. You know, there's I don't remember now. I, I guess maybe that's a bad thing if it's a commercial, and I don't remember who the advertiser was. But there was one a couple of years ago. Was it Volkswagen, BMW? I can't remember. It was the little kid in the Darth Vader costume. Oh, yes. And he, you know, it was like using the force to start the car, but they were doing it from inside. I don't remember the car either. I but. should. If it was a great commercial, truly, yeah. I should. But that was one of my favorite that I remember from recent years. Doritos seems to often have really weird, wacky commercials that um, oftentimes are done in uh, viewer contests now. Yes. Um, but then the other other uh, thing that I'm not so sure about the media reports I've seen, and I don't want to accuse um, Wendy's or media outlets or anything of fake news, and that's been a big thing in, mm-hmm. in, in the news is fake mm-hmm. news. Um, but my understanding from a couple of different sources, national media-wise, is that Wendy's is going to be advertising in the Super Bowl for the first time oh, interesting. ever. And they are going to um, – there are several interesting ties there uh, to watch out for in their commercial. Um, but I understand that they're finally saying, I want to spend the money and I want to advertise during the Super Bowl. But I've also seen other places in some like best of all time commercial list where Wendy's has been listed with some of their Where's the Beef ads from like oh, back yeah, in the 80s. Those, yeah. So I don't know if those ads appeared during the Super Bowl. Uh, disclaimer, I was born in 1984. I probably was not watching the Super Bowl until the 1990s. Um, and so I, I can't say that I've saw, uh, seen those or remember those or not. But that's something that if this is their first time advertising, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Wendy's a big national hamburger chain yeah. kind of coming onto the scene this year. So it'll be interesting to see what the commercial uh, is. I won't spoil it. It is already out there. Um, and then what, what the reception for that is. Now, you mentioned food. You brought it up so very quickly oh, yes. here. What's your go-to Super Bowl food? I'm a big chips and salsa guy. Okay. I love that. I, I, you could put as many dips with it as you want. I love chips and salsa. One thing that was introduced to me a couple of years ago that I really also enjoy, and maybe this is a southern thing. Some people would turn their noses at this, I'm sure. Mini chicken and waffles. I love chicken and waffles, and there's like a little mini pickup version that you can do. Oh. I think those are awesome. You kind of put them on a, on a little stick that you can pick up and then eat. Gotcha, hand, gotcha. Hand, it's got to be handheld, uh, bite-sized kind of yeah. thing. Um, unless, table food. Yeah, coffee coffee table food that works best i think that works best if you've got a big crowd uh if you're talking about a small group or you're just watching it with your family i think anything goes i mean if it's a cold sunday go with go with chili i think that's great um you know if it's a particularly warm one which we've had some warm weather here in january and now into february uh you could you could almost grill out i mean you could you you could tailgate at home so i think the options are all over the place but if it's a big party i like the bite size and i love the chips and salsa at my house as soon as the word super Super Bowl is spoken, attention turns to chicken wings. Yes. Well, so, and a lot of people it does. That's we're true. We're going to have some chicken wings on Sunday. And and I kind of cheat on my chicken wings a little bit. I like the boneless, and that's not really a chicken wing in, in, the, in the wing purest That's a chicken view. nugget. That's a chicken nugget. <laughs> it can No matter how good it is, it's not a chicken yeah, wing. We did that last year, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that this year. This year, there's going to be bones. And my chicken wings. <laughs> that's I think that's if you're going to be a purist with your Super Bowl food and you're going to have wings, I think you got to have bone. Got to have bone and wings. Well, that's it for this week's show. If you've got any questions or comments for us, just email us at info i n f o at wgwg.org.